0: Hello. Hello. Hello, Sam.
1: Whoops. Oh my uh, goodness. What's going on, Sam? How are you doing on
0: this spring equinox day, March 20th? I'm good. Well, I mean, I'm okay. I'm still yeah. I know. A little. I'm a little burpy because I'm drinking some wine. Um, yeah, I just you know, had some is,
1: coffee. So uh, ooh, this is, is going to be interesting, it is, Sam.
0: It is the time of the quarantine. I didn't name, I didn't ask you permission because I was like, no, this is the name of the, the last episode. So I named it, please welcome to stage uh, Self-Quarantina.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> I was like, Serena, no, Sarina quarantina. quarantina.
1: Serena, Quarantina. Quarantina. Yes. So Sam, but on this beautiful today, Equinox day... We are going we to, to take the deep dive. Yes. So, um, it's going to be interesting. This is an alchemical experiment because Sam's drinking wine and I just had coffee. And spirituality is kind of the way I basically have a lens in the world. So, this is going to get brightly colored, I suppose. And, Let's um, of course, get like,
0: soaking wet.
1: Is it raining men? Is it raining pennies men. from heaven? <laughs> what? What is the spiritual <laughs> forecast that we are uh, forecasting for ourselves? So, I'm excited to get into this, Sam. Are you ready to see what kind of crazy uh, cosmos is deep
0: inside my uh, inner working, Sam? I, I am. So, I want to first preface this by saying I am a staunch atheist and I have never considered myself particularly spiritual. However, yeah. I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed it because I enjoy mysticism and I enjoy magic and I enjoy yeah. those types of otherworldly things in media yeah. and in books and things like that. So when I met Jeremy, I feel like he sort of started to um, give me lots of more nuanced perspectives on the subject. Thank and, you. Um, well, you're welcome. And I, I really quite enjoy it now. Um, We'll talk, we'll, I'll talk a little bit later about sort of where my opinions differ from Jeremy's and, yeah. you know, where I fall between, like, skepticism and appreciation. But since Jeremy is the unequ- unequivocated, that's not the right word, the undeniable...
1: <laughs> I like undeniable. undeniable. I like undeniable. Well, Sam, we'll just say it's 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 a passion for me because to me it's all encompassing and I don't mean that in a silly new age way. We'll see in the next section that I do not I do not buy or want to buy into charlatanism. So I'm going to put that right off yeah. the bat. There's a difference between a spiritual here- seeking and charlatanism. We'll get into that.
0: Yeah. Jeremy though I would like you to um, give our listeners sort of an opening monologue about spirituality the like the different avenues of it what it means to you because yeah. I would consider you an expert on this subject so why not I'll give you the floor
1: Oh dang expert that's a that's is that, that's a that's a heavy way but I mean to be real spirituality just Is It's paradoxes. It's things that don't make sense. It's the latest research in quantum science. It's the weird shit that's happened to people. It embraces everything from pantheism and everything is alive, too. As far as I'm concerned, atheism is a way of saying that I'm very careful. I do not want to believe anything that is not um, consistent with um, what I what I find in my reality every day. So, like, I'm really open, but again, um, my path is that I've gone down the rabbit holes. UFOs, secret societies, um, infinite dimensions, parallel dimensions, yoga, something I avoided because I thought it was cultish, but now I understand differently. These are the ways that I really... Basically, spirituality challenges my mind. It challenges my consciousness. So, if I have a spirituality, I would say it's mysticism. I believe in being open to the things we can't necessarily explain, and there are things that we're starting to. So, I don't want to have a super long monologue, honestly. I want to dig into and outline a couple of subjects because I know this can be extremely controversial. I'm going to talk from my experience, just like when you're doing other things like, say, psychology or mental health issues. I like to use the I pronoun because what I've experienced is not someone else's realities. We're all unique. We have a unique consciousness. And I think that's the most respectful way to get into it, Sam. How's that? I think that is fabulous. Yes. 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 So Sam, um, I say we take a little bit of a breather. G- grab your water, grab your favorite imbibements, because spirituality, in my opinion, has no. Well, we're judgment. not
0: going to take a little bit of a break. Are we yet, not? It's,
1: <gasps> Ooh, Sam. It's only been five minutes. Oh, I mean, well, it's an opening thing. It's okay. So that's my so okay. that's my basic perspective. There's, I'm, I don't really have any taboos about spirituality except when it comes to like using people now what I also want to um, open with is that Sam recommended this podcast called the dream I listened to it before going to bed three episodes it is not something I ever want to listen to before I go to bed I don't (laughs) like that energy before I go to bed but I appreciate now you did
0: watch season two right No, three 40-minute three
1: episodes before I was going to bed. I literally had to calm myself down after the first episode because I will... No, but we you, have time.
0: Started, you started at season two, right?
1: No, I started season one because you said About, season two was the multi-level
0: no, marketing no, no. schemes.
1: Season, and then the first season... Se- season.
0: No, it's the other um, way around.
1: <laughs> Sam, you told me season one. And you're drinking now, uh, so watch yourself. Watch yourself. No, it's
0: the other way around. Okay, let's. Well, none it. of us we, did our
1: homework. You didn't listen to 15 minutes of Andrew says who I was listening to a lot four or five years ago.
0: Okay, so so, Jeremy, so much for an elevated
1: discussion.
0: So Jeremy hasn't watched any of. This. I'm sorry, I'm losing it. You are. It's okay. Sam. It's I'm, okay. I'm, I will I will talk about this part of okay. our discussion today. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm crying, it's so funny. Didn't you, like, think, oh, like, maybe, maybe this is not right because it's all about MLMs and pyramid schemes?
1: <laughs> uh-huh, which is why I'm bringing up yeah. the issue of charlatanism. <laughs> like, I've tried some things. And And I, I think people are, people are really awakening to certain levels of spirituality right now, but some of it is bullshit. Now, the problem I have is when people in their frustration and their trauma and whatever, just like clear the whole table of spirituality and say, oh, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything. You're nothing beforehand. We have a random thing called a life on earth. And then it's nothing afterwards. So, that kind of petty cynicism is something that I think is bullshit and it's immature and it's a whole lot of limitations. So, Sam, I also believe in um, keeping spiritual charlatanism accountable, but I've also kind of been uh, mostly frustrated with people who um, are spiritual or non spiritual charlatans. I think having, I think having, a strong sense of something bigger in the world is currently and in the future going to p- keep people from losing their fucking minds. Because if you don't have anything bigger than yourself, yes. when yourself doesn't work out, it's pretty fucking awful some days.
0: Correct? I do I do want to make a clarification. Please. This is a semantic thing that a lot of people get into, which doesn't necessarily directly relate correlate to spirituality, but I think it's an important... Mm to know these terms, um, which is theism and Gnosticism. Yes. So you can be, people are like, oh, I'm not an atheist. I'm an agnostic. The truth is usually you're both because you're an agnostic Uh, atheist because, or you're a Gnostic theist or you're an an agnostic theist. Well, actually you're probably not an agnostic theist because that, kind of doesn't make any sense. Yes. But those are two terms that work in tandem with each other. So, like, for example, I'm an ag- I'm an agnostic atheist yeah. because I don't believe in God, but also I don't know because, uh-huh. like, the things that I believe in are usually based on, like, you know, double blind studies and evidence. So, yeah, I just want to clarify that because I feel like a lot of people, there's this sort of, like, new-age perspective of, like, oh, I don't want to call myself an atheist, because, like, atheists think that they know that there isn't a God, but I don't know if there's a God or not. And it's like, yeah. well, I mean, that's not really what atheism is. Atheism is about not believing in something without evidence, or, uh-huh. or rather, like, not just, like, all circumstantial. Uh-huh. Or what, What's the other thing? What's the, what's the, what's the type of evidence that isn't based on any facts. What's that type of evidence called? You know the one.
1: Uh, no, I don't know. But I'm gonna uh, uh, help we'll me look out it up up attempt to, to translate. I have I have a decent skill at translating. So like atheism requires certain kinds of evidence because the yes. idea with atheism and I am a historian that atheism came out of a lot of uh, responses to um, some really gross supersti- uh, superstitious dogma, especially yeah. in Europe, after being dominated politically and spiritually by the uh, by an imperial Catholic empire throughout the 500 to 1500. Uh, uh, Common era, right? A thousand years of people being burnt at the stake for doing anything except what the Catholic Church wanted. P- atheism was a response like, this is some of this is real bullshit. So I respect that part. And the scientific revolution was coming along. We'll open up with that
0: atheism requiring a certain kind of evidence. You have it, Sam? Yes, it's, it's anecdotal evidence, is the word that I was looking for. Because a lot of people, and this goes into actually what you did listen to, which is about MLMs, which yeah. MLMs, in case our listeners aren't aware, are like multi-level marketing schemes. We're talking about Avon. We're talking about Love, uh, Young Living Oils. We're talking about Lularoe, Um And specifically for this kind of podcast, I think it's important to talk about ones like Young what Living about Oils. What about Sam? Cutco knives? I haven't heard of yeah, that one. you know
1: Cutco, like my grandpa sold them, and then I tried to sell them for a month. They're really great knives, but it's a pyramid scheme.
0: Oh my god. Okay, we're absolutely having an episode someday about pyramid schemes then, because you know, it's my fucking favorite. That is and it? Okay, maybe, maybe we'll
1: maybe this is part one of part two. Like
0: like, you know, like maybe. reality checks. We yeah, the well, about spirituality and reality checks. If you guys are interested in me giving you the lowdown on pyramid schemes, because let me tell you, when I get into a topic, I get into topic hard. And for the past, like, two months, all oh. I've been researching is pyramid schemes and cults. And there's not a lot of blue sky between the two. Oh, oh, but getting back to it. oh
1: Sam, I love that. There is not a lot of blue sky in between the two. Are you saying it's... Stormy weather. Oh, you I'm also saying um, that
0: there's not a big difference. They're both. Yes, Jeremy. Yes. Oh, you almost you almost uh, froze for a moment, but I'm glad you didn't. That's because um, these MLMs are trying to come for me. Um, oh, they ain't the okay. only ones, buddy. They ain't the only ones. The reason why, as we get into our second section and we dive deeper into spirituality, I think it's like this is like a. A sort of a a warning, and I'm sure that Jeremy would agree with with me in this, is that I personally feel like spirituality shines brightest and like wellness shines brightest when it's used as part of your own mental health journey. And when it gets dangerous is when companies that are capitalizing on this idea of wellness, like a company like Young Living Oils starts telling you that their essential oils are going to cure your cancer. I think it's dangerous to Start is to, to put out information that things are going to do things when that is un, un, unqualified information yeah. that doesn't have any research. Yeah. Um, so, as we get into the second section, just know that a lot of the information that we might give with our own experiences of uh, spirituality and wellness are, as I said before, anecdotal. Because yes. they are personal to yes. Jeremy and I, yes. and people that we may know, um, but none of that information should be used to to create new assumptions about m- things that these types of practices can can um, can accomplish.
1: Right, and I also want to put out a super duper disclaimer that. Um, your spirituality practice, this may sound a little redundant, is your own. Um, if something resonates for you, if it, if a bell goes off, bless your heart, let's do it together. But if it doesn't, if you're not built for certain kinds of spirituality, it is not, doesn't make me or Sam or anyone, you know, lesser. People are searching for truth in one way or another. Um, also, none of our positions as podcasters or with any links to anyone makes us any better than anyone else and uh, i would i love to put this out there on a rainy day your celebrities will not save you don't worship other human beings love yourself the most you know like no oprah no no uh you know no rupaul no person on television necessarily got there because they're brilliant and a high-level spiritual being. So like we're having a conversation and I take spirituality from a radical egalitarian starting point. We're all equal. We're all in human body suits. We all are made of DNA and carbon-based bones and cells. Like that I I wanna have a egalitarian circular rather than hierarchical discussion about spirituality, because that's where I I trust we can uh, evolve in the coming years and uh,
0: lifetimes. Well said. We will be back with spirituality after this short break. Buckle up, buttercup. See you in a bit.
1: Hi everyone, we are back. We are gonna go straight into the deep dive spirituality. So Sam, you were talking in the previous section about like how like you've you've felt you need to be careful. And uh, that there's things that are just very concerning for you. And I think uh, starting with spirituality and concerns is, uh, a solid place to start because, you know, people, people on Instagram can go love and light and, and I can do this and I'm a medium or I'm a psychic or I'm a healer. And you know what? I, um, I can include myself in there, but I certainly, as in the previous section as well, do not believe, uh, that anyone should be, um, I think it's a real, a really ugly, uh, disservice and pretty ugly to claim some kind of big time spiritual things and then like not, well, I don't want to say not deliver, but like it's very, it's very uh, wishy-washy. Yes.
0: Yeah. So actually to open up the section, I wanted to sort of give you my hot take on my position on spirituality and what it does for me personally. Yeah, Coming please. from a background of being someone that, you know, doesn't really... Like, I, I prefer to have substantiated evidence for things yeah. that I'm going to practice. Yeah. So, going into spirituality and becoming um, interested in it was a big departure for me. So, mm-hmm. sort of the conclusion that I drew for myself is that, like like, for example, you did a sound bath the other day on um, Instagram, which was very fun and I enjoyed it. And it made yeah. me feel good watching this. And that is an experience that I have with a lot of things within the spirituality realm, whether it's tarot card readings or whether it's astrology or sound baths or, you know, crystals, candles, etc. And I sort of view it as kind of a form of meditation and ritual, where these things, whether that's through placebo, which I very well think it might be, and you cannot understate the power of placebo, it is strong and it is real. Placebo is real and it works. If you give someone a pill and it's just made of sugar and you say that it's going to do something... It very well might because your body's reaction to thinking that something is happening is strong. And this is where right. we get into that dangerous situation where it's like, don't be giving someone something and telling them that it's going to cure their diabetes. It's it's not going to do that. But well, the what's it, is that it, can it do,
1: based on, right, Sam? What is that precisely. claim based on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with with things that, you know, help you with your own state of mind, with things that yeah. help you with your body, with your wellness, I think that that's when these types of ritualistic practices, like I said, crystals, tarot card readings, et cetera, can really do, do well because it's the power that we give them in the ritual, similar to yeah. the power that we give like journaling or the power that we give yeah. meditation. Like these things yeah. work because we give them power. So if you are willing to give them power and partake in a ritual that is going to be helpful to you, I say, that's great. Do I think that there's a cosmic force dictating that these things work? Honestly, probably not, but I do believe in the power of ritual. Anyway, okay. so that's my hot yeah. take.
1: Well, Sam, I, I think if there's a helpful practice, I kinda wanna complete the circles. Like, fuck it, man. Like, if mysticism is generally my orientation, our power is the cosmic power then. It doesn't have to be some sort of... doesn't have to have a name or a gender. Like, my my way of being an open, uh, uh, kind of mystically-oriented person is that I'm a consciousness explorer. I stay open. Like, I've been involved in, like, these sort of I shamanistic open. teachers. Pew, pew, pew. I've done... Um, Weekend events with 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 kind of uh, solitary shamans whose work has really like opened up my mind on the internet. One of them is Andrew Bartzis. He's kind of controversial in the way it's like he's an akashic record reader. Whether you believe that someone can can go into a a radio station of energy and look at what's been happening for millions of years all over the universe is up to you. I find it a fascinating venture in, um, being able to translate that kind of energy. Um, I also generally think that like there's, there are onion layers upon onion layers that we are connected to through some source. The source doesn't have to, again, it's not a anthropomorphize. It's not a being that becomes a man necessarily, but it is energy of a certain level and power that we use to make free will choices and decisions that affect our lives and the lives around us. So that's why like in my opening monologue, I'm like all these scenarios, we can get into a conversation about them. But the most important thing for me in spirituality is that um, it be about, for me, it's about being my best self. Now, I love studying it, I love researching it, I love conversing about it. The, oh, the biggest problem for me is um, the discipline to do things that I know are healthy for me mindfulness, meditation. And I do agree with Sam to a certain extent that the power is in the repetition uh the visualizations the mantras the things we tell ourselves become true belief systems as far as i concerned are fucking spells you want to believe that some politician is is going to save you let's watch and see but you're giving power over to other people the same thing about celebrity worship um um watching too much media be careful what your diet is because what you're opening yourself to whether it's um, violence or um, non-consensual sexuality things these are deep rituals between people and souls so that's why as for myself i am very i'm very careful about what my sensory diet is because people's stories And the the stories of institutions and nations and religions still have power because they are belief systems. We give them their power. We can take away that power, too, if we decide to believe in ourselves um, and make healthy choices for our personal development. So that's another
0: opening. Very, very well said.
1: Thank you. I Um, mean, we can go into an example, Sam, maybe something that we're both... That we we the both power um, experience. that we get
0: of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, that's really hard for me. Why don't I let you start uh, while I okay. think about it? Yeah. So,
1: um, a very recent practice: sound healing and sound bath. Now, the reason why this is a very exciting career um, move for me, and I want to say that out loud because. Um, like Sam, I think uh, having enough scientific research, research done at Stanford University's heart math, oncologist Sam, I'm going to open up this um, because I know you you were a little interested in um, the kind of what, what a science and medicine is doing. There's a doctor, an oncologist named mm-hmm. uh, Mitchell Gaynor. He's an oncologist, a cancer yeah. oncologist, and he writes and gives a bibliography and some of the research over the past 30 years about the combination of mindfulness um, and using sound as a healing modality. There's a difference between healing and a cure. A cure is something well, oh, the bacteria, the virus, um, the, the imbalance of hormones. There is some physical thing that can actually balance it out, reverse the process, and put you back. To the healthy state you were in something that is a cure right now cures are very difficult to come by these days because pharmaceuticals kind of use that kind of we're gonna blast it out right antibiotics gonna blast it out yes but healing is a process so we're talking about healing things which it means, you, you fortify your body to be strong, and sound healing is a way to fortify your body, your immune system, through something really fundamental and energetically, which is sound.
0: Okay, so, yeah, I agree. Um, Eastern medicine often talks about uh, balance as the, the main principle, where Western medicine is more about removal oftentimes, and I do think that there's space for both. Yeah. I... Remember when I was doing skincare, I went to school for skincare, that they talked a lot about balance, about keeping the skin in balance, because especially with the skin, it's easier to prevent it from getting bad than to correct it when it gets bad. So things like wearing sunscreen and making sure that you're not experiencing too much transepidermal water loss. Honey, if you want to do a skincare episode, pff, I could fucking fill up five hours. But, um, yeah, I mean, keeping the body in balance is extremely important. Um, Where I think that those principles don't necessarily excel is when there is a major problem, like cancer or disease, when it's more progressed and it needs uh, more invasive and often more powerful remedies, But I agree. I mean, I think that um, spirituality and wellness can help to um, promote balance in the body, which is which cannot be understated how important that is. Yeah.
1: So I'd like to do make an example of a sort of equation that over um, over a couple of thousand years, over many generations, that that the. And this is going to be a little logical, but I, I like it to have a spiritual logic. I want to focus on an area that um, is called shamanism. Now, hmm. shamanism is um, kind of a weird word. It comes from anthropology. And of course, um, many of us who are academics recovering or otherwise know that anthropology was a lot of white people looking in on um, uh, cultures... And peoples who were not in the same reality zone—they're not imperialist, colonialist, um, Abrahamic religion, or uh, non-theistic organized. You're seeing the peoples of Africa, South America, uh, Pacific Islands, even Asia, North American indigenous peoples, uh, the the shamans of Siberia and uh, East Asia. We were looking in at their practices, and of course the lens is, what the hell are these people doing? What 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 are the ways that they see the world, and what are these practices and their beliefs? Now, we've talked about the power of belief system. There's the shaman, if like we're both white folk, Sam and I, so let's take a time travel trip to say, uh, Sam, do we both have ancestors from... Britain or Ireland? Yes. Let's talk about a druid a thousand years ago, right? Someone who is... What level? Oh, shit. I mean, like a a full druid witch, like a a leader in the community, any gender. Like, if someone was practicing um, uh, the spiritual practices and offered their services as a healer, as a seer right? all these things that now are a combination of psychic psychologist pharmacist doctor
0: right yes that is very true um, absolutely I do uh, I think that that sort of is there is a, a, a realistic aspect to spirituality where it has so much to do with psychology because it's about your the, the way in which the world stimuli in the world, your environment is affecting yourself and your psyche and how to sort of untwist your mind. Yes. And we used to call that magic. Now we call it psychology, but yeah, I, I, I that could not be truer. you know, it's really, a, and when we talk about queer magic too, my version of queer magic is sort of what I was saying before is that it's the power that we give things for ourselves um, it's, you or know, creating gift sort of to others, something out of nothing or an offering, or right?
1: Or it's like um, a gift or an offering. Like it's what we do for ourselves that people find that we're engaging in certain ceremonies or rituals or practices and people are interested in them. Then it, whether it's a skill or a talent or some weird, weird energetic thing that we're out of the bell curve of some sort of, uh, para sensory or paranormal, um, Uh, activity or a a gift. That's where these things start to go between the Newtonian, and this is another theme. Now, I'd like to focus on both shamanism as a sort of way to center in on this um, dialing in different categories of what we call spirituality, but also the difference between Newtonian understanding of reality and quantum understanding of reality. I consider myself a quantumist. I think like when we we start to realize that quantum science and quantum law and quantum activities are the actual reality, then Jesus's or Buddha's or a shaman's or psychics' activity is not always bullshit. That there's something that defies the Newtonian science. Newtonians are materialists. Newtonians say that apple's going to fall from the tree because of the way the Earth moves. It's true. We've done it. But there are also things that go beyond. We know about the way that time bends from Einstein. We know the way that time and space is not consistent. So these are things that are not logical. It's not a one plus one equals two. In the quantum world, two atoms across the universe, if they're harmonized, if they are synced, if they somehow have a relationship to each other, they're going to vibrate and they will understand each other out of time and space. So that's where I give a supranormal, paranormal activity a certain open window. Not an open door, an
0: open window. Yes. And before we go into that next section, I do, I I agree with the open door versus open window analogy, because the reality of the situation is that I think that Jeremy and I can have sort of like a lighthearted discussion about uh, spirituality, what it does for us, how it's oftentimes not that serious, but it can also be very beneficial. But there are people out there, we were talking about MLMs earlier in the section, that want to take advantage of people's desire for results. And yeah. they want to tell you this, I'm going to look at something randomly at my desk, this, you know, thing of peppercorns is going to shove them up your nose and you're going to live longer. Like, that's just not true. And I I, I, I do think it's, these practices can be wonderful and can be illuminating and can help your mind and your body and your soul. Yeah. Um, But Really, they should always be approached with a certain level of skepticism. Skepticism, if for no other reason Care. than to protect, than to protect you from people that want to use these practices to take advantage of you and steal your money. So please, yeah. please, please, when exploring this world, just make sure that you're doing it with a healthy pinch of salt and yes. yeah. that you're doing it mindfully and making sure that you're following the money trail. Um, because I don't think spirituality should ever be particularly expensive either.
1: Oh, now, I mean, I want to, I, before we end this section, I also want to do that practice of, like, completing the circle. If someone believes that um, putting the peppercorns up their nose is going to do something significant, it could actually happen with enough belief. Now, peddling that yeah, but it I, I also think be the point dangerous. is peddling out the other people is, um, then becomes an ethical, spiritual relationship whereby that we're, we're, you know, I think we're, we're being pretty careful about making disclaimers, but of course, eating a certain amount of pepper or putting it in your turmeric ginger shots may help your immune system if you take it a different way. So that's why being open, but having, um, Having a sense of discretion and discrimination, which um, goes both the way. If you're a more logical person, that's your build. Use your logic. If you're intuitive and you get gut feelings, because the gut has a nervous system that can actually help you make decisions, which is what neuroimmunoendocrinology, I think, is what it is. Um, What they're finding that the mind-body says you've got a whole system of guidance within the body that can help you know when to go, when to leave, when something's bullshit, and when um, it might be hard, but give it a try. So let's uh, take a moment, and we'll go into the next section. Meet me, 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 don't let me pass you by. You're back. Yes. Wow. This is this is uh, such a quick moving episode. I have a feeling we'll return <laughs> to this. Bless you, Sam. <laughs> An example of what oh. we know. Um, so, sne- people used to give people blessings because they thought demons were coming out. Now we just know your body's. I have a different story
0: for that. I heard that people would say. Bless you, because they were sneezing during the Black Plague. They knew they were going to die. Oh,
1: wow. But see, this is based on information. This is based on what people knew about how, I mean, medicine itself. We've gone from strange things like astrological medicine and um, bleeding people out as a general cure to realizing that the endocrine system and Hormones actually match up with chakras. That chakras and the medians and of what Sam was talking about with Eastern medicine and balance—it's real. It's yeah. real. So, like, be careful if you're if your chakra healer or your chakra balancer has um, some training, and that if you both put in the time and the discipline, that your chakras can possibly be balanced. It may be the next day, it may not be for 3 months. Everyone's built differently. Please be wise and use your intuition and if your intuition is not at a place it could be, use your logic.
0: Be wise. Yes. Speaking of being wise, yes. Do you know who is really wise? Oh, <gasps> our listeners.
1: Oh, they are. We thank you for being such a wonderful, open-hearted, and loving community. So I think, actually, it's a great time. Um, I told Sam before that maybe the the answers um, to questions that we had would be done. But I think we've done some very interesting um, sort of, yes, go out and explore, but be wise. So I want to just put the questions out uh, from Perpetua. Perpetua who is going to get a tarot reading right after we finish this recording. Um, I love, uh, let's see. I love you, Perpetua. We we love you, Perpetua. (laughs) How can we be inspired by the beliefs of other nations that have unfortunately been colonized without ourselves becoming spiritual colonists? This is an intelligent and... um, a spiritual-intellectual hybrid question. I'd like to answer a it pretty concisely. Um, so I'm going to give a, a two two to three quick perspectives. Now, I personally believe that part of the quantum sense means that our lifetimes, our many lifetimes all over the universe, could mean that we were different genders and different cultures. So um, if there is a sincere, heartfelt, non-bullshit calling to study with a Vedic uh, wisdom teacher, a yogi, um, to study with shamans around the world because it is a true calling in your heart and not in what we know to be the dualism of the mind, which can argue amongst whether things are true or not. Um, find it, but be respectful. Give the shamans, um, if you trust them, what they're asking for study the culture, be open to the culture. It's the same way that um, I know that certain parts of radical fairy culture were um, taught uh, to very white people, some of whom had some serious male uh, elite privilege, such as Harry Hay, right, that he did learn some of the ways of the southwestern indigenous peoples of North America. And so things like heart circles and and uh, casting corners and creating a sacred space that many of us who love the spiritual ritual parts of radical fairy culture, we need to give credit where credit is due. And uh-huh. also, I want to give credit to every uh, every person who's taught me a bit of their indigenous wisdom. It's my um, it's my uh, understanding that at one point before these miserable imperial forces ransacked and ravaged us. We were all indigenous once. The peoples of Europe had local beliefs. Every continent, we followed what our our, our divine sky uh, family said. We followed the stars, and we followed the seasons, and we followed the solar and lunar patterns. And there's a way to do this that is part of your DNA and your ancestry. Europe, Asia, the Americas, Africa, the islands—look it up. I will be happy to offer some of these things uh-huh. if you're interested. So, don't colonize spirituality. Be respectful and be egalitarian to the practices that it, that you're attracted to.
0: All right. Yeah, and also, also don't like allow that. Allow yourself to be invited. Yes. Like. There is a, don't big go in a crash it. in
1: someone else's cultural party. That is exactly. acculturation and stealing other people's culture. Queer people have done enough, enough of that. We got to balance that karma y'all. Okay. So yep. I want to get to, uh, Florida. Thank you again. And, um, Janina's questions. Uh, super podcast donors. Uh, Spiritual practices for those just starting the journey. Uh, there's some basic reading that can be done. Um, there, if there, If you're looking for healing, I love sound healing as a way. I think studying the chakras is a great way, uh, for my opinion, to understand the different levels of healing and spiritual departments going from your base chakra, which is about the material world. Uh, Two, your crown chakra, which is having a sense of the bigger picture, cosmic consciousness, whatever that means to you. It's also a beautifully concise way of knowing where to start.
0: Do some also res- research the four on agreements. chakras.
1: Oh, Sam, I love the four agreements. They are a, a yeah, true, basic, um, ethical, spiritual code. Yes. My favorite spiritual practices from Janina. Um ooh, Doing a sound bath for myself is wonderful. Um, And I mean, I've had people who I would consider skeptics or cynics when I have done sound baths. They've come to tears. They've really felt something. Um, I appreciate everyone who's assisting me on that journey. Find healing sounds. Healing sounds are my favorite things. Choose wisely, but explore. And when you find something whether it's Mozart. Mozart is a sound sound healing practice for me. I listen to it. I listen to Mozart's music when I feel um, imbalanced and it provides healing and rest for me. Um, Oh, last one. Sorry, that's my squeaky chair. Um, People, places that had an impact on my spiritual journey. Um, Andrew Bartz is really advanced. It can really blow your mind, but he's on YouTube. He's a shaman. He's very much about spiritual hygiene and being aware of the multidimensional, um, levels of what's going on, on our earth. He will give you some tea on UFOs and, and, uh, high dimensional societies. And also, um, just good spiritual hygiene, saging, salt baths. Like he's got a lot of material. A- Take what resonates and let baths. the others go. Wash your hands. Actual Actual hygienic practices, yes. So that's a Newtonian spiritual practice. Wash your fucking hands, y'all.
0: The most um, important I've, spiritual practice right now is washing your fucking hands. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, uh, we'll end with a wonderful
1: story about being in a place where ancestors were at. Um, uh, the first time Alaska and I went to UK, I drove us in a zip card to Stonehenge. It was a magical experience. Um, there are... Sonic Anomalies, where the sound was weird. I took some pictures, and there were some weird light things that go on. Some weird things that happen in between the slabs of silica-filled granite. And we had a beautiful experience. Also, um, Glastonbury. I went to the Glastonbury tour, and there were some cool, energetic things. I walked up the tour barefoot on a soggy day, And um, even as I'm saying it, I really miss it. And I'm getting emotional because I have ancestors from hundreds of years ago who were probably pretty decent, cool, spiritual people who helped the people of what was known as Britain. So I miss Britain. I miss Glastonbury. I miss Tara in Ireland. I miss Stonehenge. God, I'm almost crying. Wow. Um, So find places around you, barefoot if you can. And let Mother Earth give some healing negative ion vibes to you and those you love. Wow. Damn, Gina. And yes. I'm not the one who was drinking.
0: Damn, Gina. Damn, Gina with the white vans. That's an old name.
1: All right. Thank you water. so much for having listened to our first of what's probably a couple of spirituality episodes. Yeah, thank down, you, down. Sam, for your intrepid production. Um And for your editing skills. And if you have any questions or want to go on a spirituality journey with me, let us know in the social media places and spaces that we gave at the beginning of the episode.
0: Thank you, Sam. Please uh, support us on Spotify. Wrong one. Please support us on Patreon. Yes,
1: Patreon. Bye.